This is the Saturate Podcast. Saturate is committed to seeing a gospel movement happen in North America and beyond, in which every man, woman, and child have a daily encounter with Jesus in word and deed. This podcast is an ongoing conversation with disciples and leaders growing in the gospel and growing and living the implications of the gospel in community and on mission. Welcome to the Saturate Podcast. My name is Brad Watson, and I've got Jared Pickney with me again. And today we want to talk about how to actually lead a multiplication. So we'll talk through a lot of the nuts and bolts of multiplication. I think especially this time of year, as as, uh, the end of a year comes, I know a lot of people even look to starting new MCs in January or February. And so just want to take an episode here to give people... Yeah, the what, the why, the who, the how, all the good journalism questions. That's what we want to give you. But Jared, first, how are you doing? How is life? Yeah, I'm doing real well, Brad. Thanks for asking. Uh, how about yourself out in L.A.? In L.A.? I am doing great. I'm living some form of the dream. Uh, actually, a lot of people have reached out and said that they're praying for me for my hands. They are getting a little bit better. That's excellent. So I really appreciate those prayers. It still hurts quite a bit when I write, but that's getting hmm. way better. And, uh, you know, we've been here four months. I'm just really enjoying seeing my family take root here. So we're in some really good conversations about becoming part or leading or starting some form of that a missional community here as the year winds down, which really fills us with excitement and hanging out with not yet believers and actually having relationships there, seeing my kids run and make friends in the neighborhood and have, you know, family playdates with people who don't believe and people who do believe. I don't know. I'm starting to see the end of the tunnel of like, wow, LA is, is our new home, which just fills me with tons of excitement. So mm. yeah. Awesome, man. Well, that's, that's, I feel really glad to hear that report and also a lot of shame because I never asked you about your hands after you said something about it last time. So <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. There were there were thousands of people that reached out. You weren't one of them, but that's totally okay. Uh, <laughs> no, I, honestly, and uh, I'm in the state of California when I'm recording this, so FBI don't come hunt me down. But the overwhelming uh, suggestion besides, hey, I'm going to pray for you like God will heal you. The number two suggestion after prayer was, hey, have you thought about marijuana? Oh, yeah. Man. And that comes from like old white people, young people, everyone in between, all suggesting, hey, maybe you should smoke some weed. Did you smoke any? I have not. Okay. So, no, but I, the doctors gave me medicine that was like worse than that. It like the side effects are like suicidal thoughts and things. And so we flushed that medicine down the toilet and... uh I've been taking all these herbal supplements and maybe we will do some THC cannabis oil to rub on my, my hands. So that's probably the next treatment, but back to nuts and bolts of multiplying. <laughs> so great segue, Jared, how about you lead us into what is MC multiplication? What does that mean and why do we do it? All right. So what is a missional community multiplication? Well, let me start by saying what it is not. It is not division or splitting up just to handle size or conflict. Been there, done that. Mm -hmm. 
usually not a good thing, right? So we're not just trying to split off because, oh, we've got 40 people in a home and our kids are going insane. So we got to split the group up, you know, shrink the size. Um, that's mm-hmm. typically not going to go well. I would just say this. It's better to have no leader than a bad leader. And so make sure, and Brad, you'll talk more about this in a little bit, that you have healthy leadership and all these other things in place. I won't steal your thunder, Brad. But uh, point is, <laughs> don't multiply just for the sake of like crowd management. Uh, multiplication yeah. is really about just birthing a new family of missionary servants for the sake of making disciples who make more disciples. And so multiplication should really just be a sign of healthy family growth. If you think about it, like raising your kids, you know, your kids are born, kid can't really do anything, but just like use the bathroom and its diaper and cry and, and right. But you have a vision for that child's life and you want to see that child eventually grow and be able to feed itself and then eventually, you know, uh, graduate and go to college and, you know, hopefully he or she will have his own family and kids and they can feed their own kids. And that's really what multiplication is about. And so it's just raising people up who can go from like being fed to, you know, kind of like just being led to leading themselves and eventually being able to lead others. And so um, that's, you know, really what we're, we're, that's what we're trying to aim at. And so uh, when you multiply, I just want to say this, like you're still family, right, Mm -hmm. with those people, even though you multiply out. But again, it's like when you send your kids off to college or they get married or whatever else, it's just going to look a little bit different. And so that's, that's really what MC multiplication is. Um, Why? Should you aim towards missional community multiplication? Like, why not just, like, stay together with the same group forever? If you're like, man, you're really, like, firing on all cylinders and you're killing it, right? Like, why still aim at multiplication? And in short, I would just say um, because that's really the way that God created the universe Hmm. to work. And so multiplication is really just woven into the fabric of his creation. If you think back to Genesis chapter one, right? God Mm -hmm. creates Adam and Eve and he says, be fruitful and multiply, right? Mm -hmm. If you go to God's plan to redeem um, his people, right? You look at Genesis chapter 12, he says to Abraham, right? I'm going to multiply you and make you into a great nation and you're going to be a lot to the other nations. And, And then, you know, you look at the great commission, in Matthew 28, Jesus says, okay, like now you go out and you make disciples. And so it's just the idea of, again, um, multiplication, right? All healthy things mm-hmm. multiply. So trees multiply, animals multiply, humans multiply. When churches or when disciples are healthy, they multiply uh, more disciples. Therefore, missional communities, we believe, should multiply more missional communities for the sake of, of ensuring that God's glory is covering the earth as the waters cover the sea, as Habakkuk um, prophesied about. So, yeah, that's, yeah. that's kind of the what and the why of multiplication. So, Brad, why don't you kind of take over here and talk about when should yeah. a missional community multiply? Totally. And and I think usually I get asked that question of like, so how many people do I need to have before I multiply? As if uh, the number of people is what forces the multiplication. And I just want to kind of reiterate your point, which is this isn't a numbers game. It's not a pyramid scheme. We multiply for the sake of mission and because people have been raised up and people are now ready to be sent out. And so we have a really simple equation for that. And multiplication happens when you have new, healthy, and equipped leaders, plus a committed community, plus a new mission. And if you have all three of those, then you're probably ready to see a multiplication happen. And we did an in-depth podcast about that. I think it's like episode two or three about multiplication 
in that way and, and those three aspects of the equation. But I just want to reiterate each of those aspects pretty briefly. But you should multiply when you have a, a leader or multiple leaders, a, a community of leaders, like three or four people who are faithful, available, teachable, and responsive or fatter uh, is the great acronym. I love that because I'm a fatter kind of leader. But, uh, <laughs> the but, fatter they are, the more you give them, right? Exactly. And I've been given a lot, apparently. <laughs> so we really want to see leaders who are those things, leaders who are prayerful, they're repentant, they're uh, brave. In other words, they don't consider anything that they've been given to be easily taken away. Like if people take their life, if people take their pride, they know their approval, they know where they're going when they die. They're not afraid of anything. And so they'll be brave in conversations with people. They'll be brave in clarifying the gospel. And I think also an aspect of leadership that might get missed in a lot of churches is a healthy leader in the church is someone who has lots of non-Christian friends. So uh, we want to see MCs multiply Whenever we have leaders who are equipped, they're healthy, they're following Jesus, and they're making disciples, uh, both within the church and outside the church. A multiplication also happens uh, when you have people who are committed to that mission. So a leader can't multiply on their own. You need a group of people who are willing to go with them. And even, I think, something to weigh within the community is they're starting a new community and they're taking everybody with them. So that means we don't have a community anymore. Uh, that's more of a, a changing of who's leading than it is mm-hmm. multiplying. So you want to be a little cautious about sort of cannibalizing your current MC, though I think it's very often works out to where God is providing more than enough. But if your community can't really sustain a multiplication, then maybe you should wait and or have the leaders try to recruit people from other communities and, and see that new community start solid, but also leaving the, the original community solid as well. And then the last aspect of the equation is mission, meaning that the leaders are calling people to live on mission to a particular group of people in a particular place. And that ultimately is why we're multiplying. To go back to what you're saying, Jared, is we multiply for the sake of making disciples. It's not a numbers thing like, oh, if we could have more communities, that'd be great. It's not to make space for new people. It's not to make the meals less chaotic. It's because there's a driving force of, man, there's new leaders and there's a group of people that they're wanting to care for as they move towards mission. And that's when multiplication is ripe. If all those things are present, then you know it's time for your community to lay hands on some people and multiply them. Mm -hmm. I think Uh, The other thing to consider is like who should participate in multiplication. So maybe even listening to this, you're like, I'm not a leader, but my missional community or community group or whatever you call them are, they're talking about multiplying. Should I participate in that? Here's three like just great ways to think through like, is God calling you to participate in a multiplication? One is like, do you just feel called to partner in reaching that particular group of people? So they're talking about, you know, families in your neighborhood, they're talking about refugees, they're talking about reaching specific group of people in apartment complex, and you're just burdened by that, and you can't get it off your mind. You're like, I just want to help with that. Then God's probably calling you to be part of that new MC. Uh, It's very likely. Uh, The other one might be that 
you see a vision for how your gifts could actually be used in reaching that group of people. You might think, man, I'm not like particularly like gung ho about refugees, but I know they could use somebody who can like cook, who shows up, who's present, or man, they could really use somebody who just knows how to throw a good party. Or they could mm-hmm. really use somebody who can pray and someone who's hospitable or someone who is an evangelist or even just a solid person who can like teach people how to read the Bible. Like, I'm not like burdened by those people, but I know my gifts could be used there. And I can see how my gifts would be used in that mission. I think that's a great way to find yourself being part of that multiplication. Or I think often, too, the third reason for being part of a multiplication is a lot of times God calls us to serve leaders, you know, and just sort of say, hey, I'm all in with these people. I don't care what their mission is. I'm going to do life with these people and I'm going to serve whatever mission they're calling people to. I'm in on that because for whatever reason, God's put me on this team. And Mm -hmm. I think that's also a legitimate reason to participate. Mm -hmm. And then I think there's one kind of glaring reason to not participate. (laughs) Uh, That would be if you're just trying to get out of some unresolved personal conflict you have with your current MC, then multiplication is not for you. Mm -hmm. If you're like, I don't like the way it's being led, I'm going to go lead it better. I don't like this person. They're funky. They're weird. I'm going to be part of this multiplication so I can get out. Mm -hmm. That is not the reason, a good reason. It is a reason, but that's not a good reason. You're likely being called to persevere in the situation that you're at because God's wanting to do something Mm -hmm. in you, probably making you a fatter leader uh, (laughs) one way or another. But yeah, that's the when and the who for sure. Jared, how do people multiply? Can you walk us through I don't know, the the six or seven steps there. Yeah, absolutely. So I think first, um, if you're listening, you're a missional community leader or you aspire to be, it's important that the MC leader and whoever the apprentice is that wants to launch a new MC, that they get together. And that I think the MC leader, it's their job to help the leader needs to assess and, and help the, the you know potential MC leader kind of lay out a vision for the new MC, if that makes sense. Basically, like what you're looking to do as an MC leader is to make sure that there is a clear mission that uh, the new MC leader, potential MC leader has in mind a people group or a place where they believe God's calling them to make disciples. And then I would say that the potential MC leader that wants to multiply out our leaders, they need to begin to cast vision to other people um, within their own missional community and give them maybe a timeline of when they would like to launch a new missional community, um, of course, with the existing MC leaders' blessings. And then, you know, just, yeah, I encourage people to, to pray about joining them. And, and within our context, we tell uh, our potential MC leaders that, hey, like, you know, you can basically pull from any missional community, not just within your own MC. So if you feel like there are others who maybe their gifts could be used to serve this mission, then you can go and talk to them. But we do ask that uh, the potential MC leader, they would go and and talk with that person's MC leader before they Mm -hmm. actually, you know, just out of respect, um, before they start going and and trying to pull from other missional communities. So then what I'd say is just kind of a matter of that person affirming a team and kind of like what their role would be on that team. So I think it's important that so that you keep from having – passive players so to speak that that everyone knows like hey you're gonna have a role in the team and this is gonna be a role and this guy's gonna use your gifts we believe to help serve um, in the mission that that he's sending us on and then I would encourage you something that we've done um, is to have like a celebration slash grieving gathering 
so to speak. I think we do a really bad job as leaders. Like, let me just say this real quick. Like, I think if you're about to multiply out a missional community and you're listening to this, don't underplay how difficult it's going to be for that leader and that group whenever they multiply out. And so it's beautiful, but it is, it's hard. And from my experience, people often think it's harder than they thought it was going to be. It's kind of like having children when you're like, hey, it's going to be hard when you have kids. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, whoa. <laughs> like you, when you said hard, you mean hard. Uh, but also it's like more beautiful than they could have ever imagined, right? And so just make sure that you hit on both of those. Like celebrate what God has done in the group, but just also like grieve. Like, man, like we're going to actually miss these people. And make sure you just paint a realistic picture of like there is going to be some other things you're going to have to die to in this season. And so um, what we do typically when we say celebrate and grieve is in that gathering, um, we want to make sure that we tell the story of the group's origin because there's usually new people that's come in that God's brought in since we started. So we talk about kind of how we got started. We celebrate the relationships that have been formed. We do share the stories of the wins, some of the losses and challenges um, in this season and the season to come. And then we give space to encourage one another. One of the things we've done that our leaders typically like is when we multiply out, I think we've in the last five years, my wife and I've multiplied out six different missional communities. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that's really encouraged the leaders that we've sent out is whenever we have everyone in our missional community say, okay, everyone share uh, just an evidence of grace or something that you've been encouraged by about these specific people. Yeah. Um, and it just, man, it's like it just, when you encourage, right, you give people courage right, to yeah. step out and to lead. And so um, we do that and then we just pray. For one another as yeah. well. And then we we have a Sunday gathering where we as elders lay hands on the new missional community leaders. We let the missional community leaders share their vision and then we send them out to go and make disciples. So that's the how yeah. of the multiplication for us. Yeah, I love that. And man, there's some just really good nuggets there on just practical wisdom of going and talking to the leaders of other communities before talking to people in their community about joining you. Even just practical stuff on how do we grieve? How do we celebrate? Yeah, so awesome. The only thing I would add is when you multiply, try to set up a time when you're going to get together again. It's hmm. good. That was something we did a few times and it was always so great. And then I said, man, we're going to always do that. Whether it's uh, once we multiplied and then we set a date of, hey, you know, we've been getting together on the coast anyway several times. So each year we like would get a cabin on the Oregon coast. It's like, so even though we've multiplied, we're all going to get together again and do that same thing, but bring all the new people that are in your community and us. And we're going to, we're going to have a party together. And I know people, we've done that also with Thanksgiving before too, just like, Hey, every Thanksgiving, we just like invite the other community because we did Thanksgiving together for so long. You come back and we'll do this great time together, which is just, just to think through it, in terms of the people you send out are part of your extended family and you guys are participants in the same family tree. And so mm-hmm. just, just lean in that. I mean, the grieving is real. You're not going to see each other as much. All of that is totally real. And then I think it's helpful just to say, Hey, these are the two times a year we're going to get together and kind of like family re- reunion style. So that's really good, man. Uh, I absolutely think that's a great idea. And we've not done that well here at all. But uh, one of the things that we have started encouraging leaders to do is to go, you know, a few times a year, just like, or even once a year, whatever, to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to pop in and I'm going to just encourage yeah. this missional community. And so, you know, it's just kind of something we see yeah. Paul do. And I think it's a, 
it's just a fathering, yeah. just you know, yeah, spiritual fathering, loving thing, shepherd, you know, it's just a way you can kind of shepherd, encourage that sort of thing. You just pop in, encourage, say, man, we're so proud of you guys, love y'all, so pray for y'all, that sort of thing, and, and that just mm-hmm. seemed to really, uh, yeah, it's been encouraging to our missional communities here to see that. So definitely. Yeah, especially if you're the person in your church that's charged with pastoring and leading and and even equipping the MC leaders, coaching them is really great. But actually coming and showing up at their family meal and and like you said, making yourself available. That's something I've done many times is just say, hey, does anybody have any questions at all about our church, about missional communities, about doctrine or anything? And we've also, you know, I would let leaders know, hey, I'm going to come visit. Is there something you want me to address? You know, you even kind of get into the Apostle Paul sort of scenarios. It's like, yeah, I would really love for you to address. This is going to be ironic based on how we started the podcast, but could you really come and talk <laughs> about like yep. people smoking weed and being Christians or, or or those sorts of topics or how do we deal with the election or, or things like that? And I, and I do, I just, yeah, that should encourage people as they think about the family tree aspect of multiplying communities is to think as a leader, how do you continue to, to shepherd and support and care for the people that you've sent out? That is a really wonderful way to, to view your own role. I think a lot of times once a multiplication happens, the original leaders kind of go like, okay, great. Yeah. Now they're out of my house. But that's not what you do with your own kids. You know, like that's how we started this podcast was talking about how that works. And so for you, the leader that stays, there's this new role that you're taking on, which is fathers and mothers to this new community. And it's not that you're in charge of their success or failure, but it does mean you, you probably like check in and say like, how's it going? And you might even be able to commiserate with those new leaders in a way that you hadn't before of like, yeah, it is hard when you're dealing with people's idols and trying to pull them into mission. And yeah, it's really wonderful when that person actually shared that they needed help. That's a good thing. And, and the, the original leaders are able to be just cheerleaders in a beautiful way. And so if that's you, I just want to encourage you in that. Yeah, man. Anything else you'd like to add on that, Jared? No, man. I just would just say, uh, say no to the marijuana. That's so right. Probably end the, end the podcast. That's probably true. Yeah. Say no to marijuana. If you're about to start an MC, you can also check out our other episode that's way bigger picture, less nuts and bolts. Also on the Saturate website, we have a checklist for starting a new MC. So if you just click the little search magnifying glass on our homepage and type in checklist, it'll pop up. And it just basically has all the things that a leader needs to be thinking through before they go and start a new MC. So that can be, you know, if you're a leader that wants to start an MC or if you're an MC leader that has some people within it that are saying, hey, I think over the next year we would love to be sent out. That's probably a really good resource just to look at and say, oh, this is where we're at. We're right here. We're at this stage where we have some leaders and we have a mission and there's a whole bunch of other details we should work out first. Anyway, I think it's a really great tool for you to look at as you think about, is this the right time to multiply and what do we need to do to get there? So yeah, that's the resource. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you are enjoying the podcast, give us a a like and a rating on iTunes or wherever you're listening. That really does help people find out uh, that we even exist. 
uh, as a podcast, which uh, we're not trying to promote ourselves. We just really want to promote the gospel impact that it can have in communities and in mission. Continue to ask us questions. So helpful. Uh, You can connect to Jared and I both on Twitter, but you can also connect to Saturate by sending us an email. It's hello at saturatetheworld.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the holidays if this is happening, if you're listening during the holidays, and we will be talking again soon. Today's podcast was edited by Ben Fort, and our theme music is written and performed by the band Mopac. Saturate's hope is to see one missional community for every 1,000 people in every city as we see the glory of God fill every person, every place, and every church. We participate in this vision by curating resources, training, coaching, consulting, and many more ways. Find out more at saturatetheworld.com.